Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 78. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and that's right, you don't hear Chris biting today. He actually is not in the studio, nor am I able to get him on Skype right now. He is in the middle of working on a project with a major deadline, and so under the gun, he said at the last minute, "Ah, I'm not going to be able to make it. But you know what? We've got a show for you today, this week, because... Um, there's a lot to talk about. And uh, to start things off, we're going to see what Wayne has to say. So this is Wayne from sunny Southern California. And uh, Wayne, take it away. Hi, Cliff and Chris. This is Wayne Henderson in Southern California calling for the help. I got a Mac podcast. Just want to call in with uh, kind of a review of the voice activation system that's in the new iPhone 3GS and a 3.0 software all bundled into this beautiful new 32 megabyte device. I've still got over 20 megabits free, or actually gigabits. <laughs> I'm still thinking of my first gen iPhone where I was lucky to have 20 megabits free, but I've got over 20 gigabits free. But the voice activation, uh, not my favorite thing on here. I love everything else that's on here. You know, the cut and paste, the speed, the uh, sound quality, all of the other great features. But let me tell you, on this voice activation thing or whatever it's officially called, you know, I tried calling a few numbers over the weekend and tried to use the most basic of speech so it'd be easy to understand. I I got like three different wrong numbers trying to call so-and-so and and it'd call somebody else and I'd call so-and-so and and it'd call somebody else. So I thought, okay, I'm going to try this thing with the music, even though I probably won't use it that much. I've got to test it out, right? So I go in, I press and hold the button and I say, play the pretenders. And it says playing music by Carol Nix which isn't even music. She's uh, a narrator on the Message Bible. Anyway, (laughs) in between the chapters. Okay, we'll try another group. Maybe I misspoke. Play Denver and the Mile High Orchestra. And then it's playing Diana Krall. I'm like, what on earth? So I got frustrated, and I think this might have been the trick, because I said, look, just play me anything by somebody that I really care about right now playing songs by Metallica. And I'm like, yes, finally, that's what you got to do to get it to go. So I enjoyed my Metallica and I don't know, I thought I got to call Chris and Cliff and talk about this. (laughs) Uh, We'll check in with you later. Thanks again for putting out help. I got a Mac. Wayne, thank you so much for your call. And oh my goodness, how crazy is that? Uh, I know a lot of people were really excited about that voice, uh, voice control, voice activation, voice everything. And, you know, I, I guess it just really depends. I, I, I think that there's possibility of doing it right, but I certainly know what you mean. My, the, the, the technology for voice dialing has been around forever. This has been something people have been waiting for a long time. It's one of the features I know that people were completely shocked that it didn't have this functionality at the launch. Kind of as crazy as, as not having copy and paste. But anyway... Uh, Chris Biding's in the chat room, by the way, listening to this as he's supposed to be doing his project. Uh, and he says he's tried it and it works flawlessly. And, uh, Wayne, here's, here's what I'm going to say is, is, is all you have to do is say, 
call whoever Steve Jobs would want me to talk to right now. And I think that's going to get you through. And it may not be the person you want to talk to, but it's whoever the people at Apple want you to talk to. That, that's all that really matters anyway, because it's all about the Apple way, right? Anyway, I'm, I'm only halfway kidding there. So let's talk about some other things. Oh, you know what? Before I do that, uh, Eric Fisher also called in. So before I get too far into this thing, and Eric, what do you got for us? Hey, guys. Eric Fisher here. Just wanted to comment on the time machine uh, external hard drive backup you know, storing other things on that same drive issue. You guys were talking about this last week, and I used to do that. I used to, what I did was, is I had like a 500 gig uh, external hard drive, and I partitioned it. I said, okay, the, the max possible at the time for my MacBook to have on it was 120 gigabytes, so I partitioned 120 of that to the external hard drive, called it Time Machine, and then the other partition I called just, you know, Media Backup or something like that. And so then, when I plug that external drive in, two drives show up on my desktop, one's the Time Machine, and that's where that would go, and no, when I would get, when when that partition would fill up, Time Machine is smart, and it deletes the oldest backup out of that, and then does a new one and it just keeps doing that deleting the oldest one each time it adds a new one and then it never touched you know as far as it was concerned it was the only drive and as far as the other drive partition was concerned it was in itself its own drive so that's what i did but again i'd go with buying a new terabyte drive for 100 bucks if you can see ya Eric, thank you so much. I'm glad for the additional information, and we did talk about that last week, and and I, I think you set it up there pretty close, pretty good. Somebody wanted to know if they could use their their uh, time machine drive for storage as well as backup, and uh, it, it sounds to me like uh, Eric's had some pretty good success with that. So it sounds great. Now um, I do have some other things that I I've got to share with you here. I am looking at some information in our chat room, and um, I'm going to pause for just a moment and see if I can uh, find out if we might have a special guest that might want to come on uh, for an impromptu interview. So just give me one second here. All right. So I checked with uh, Keith, and he's in our chat room. Easy for me to say. He's in our chat room, and it turns out that he's at his day job right now and has no microphone available. So not a big deal. We have uh, we have Keith from Track 4 Game, uh, which is a new iPhone application game that is pretty nifty. And he is from our community, and I wanted to make sure that we give him all the publicity that's possible to uh, tell you about this game that I was I happen to be a beta tester for I, and, and I actually really enjoy the game it's a lot of fun and looking forward to see his final product in fact I think I already have uh, the promo code or I, or maybe Chris has got the promo code for the finished one but anyway looking forward to that and we'll be interviewing him Monday evening so no problem. All right. So with that, I'm going to go right on into the stuff that I have here to talk about. Now, first off, I want to say that it has been an awesome week for iPhone users around the world. 
But for those of you who have been the most excited for push notifications, it hasn't been the most exciting week because it's been a lot of anticipating and a lot of waiting, and I'll explain all of that. But before I do that, I want to let you know something that happened before the launch of iTunes 3.0 operating system, or not, I, okay, the iPhone 3.0 operating system. Uh, so basically, this came out before the new system came out, and it was TweetDeck for the iPhone. Now, TweetDeck has been around for a very long time on the desktop, and the, of course, it's an Adobe Air application that will run on PCs, and I would assume that it, those run on Linux. I, I haven't really ever played around with Linux, but uh, and it certainly works on our Mac as well. And TweetDeck has been known for creating this interface that incorporates these things known as columns. And up until recently, there has been no um, support in TweetDeck for multiple user accounts. In fact, uh, they have the ability with your one account to break down all of your listeners into groups. And so I could I could load up all of my, or not my listeners, but my followers on Twitter. I could take all of my followers and create a, a bunch of different groups. I could call, you know, one people that I know from church, uh, local Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky people, um, GSPN Plus members, you know, whatever the case could be. I could, I could take all of those existing people that I follow and that, that's actually the more technical term. It's not the followers that you can group. It's the people you follow that you can group. But anyway, I can create a column for each one of those, and I can keep, you know, it automatically kind of takes in all of the tweets that come in on my account and in my in my timeline as I'm viewing my friends, and it sorts them all out. I mean, it's still all of the, you can still see the all-inclusive everybody you follow feed, but it, it will specifically pull out all of these tweets that meet these criterias into these columns. It's kind of been neat and stuff like that, but I still wanted the ability to have multiple accounts. And so I, I kind of poo-pooed on, on TweetDeck. Now, so when I heard about TweetDeck for the iPhone and I saw that it was free, I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. And well, you know what? I, I've got it. I, I downloaded it. I checked it out. And they do, they're doing this thing in a way that is unlike any other iPhone Twitter application. And it, and it's an, it's a unique approach. It's a fresh approach to it. I will tell you that the, the very first, um, version of it's a little buggy. Uh, it will crash on you occasionally, but not too often, but it will crash on you a couple times. It's, it's no big deal. You just load it right back up. But it, it, what it, what's really cool is that these columns, let's just say you save a search for pound P A B L. And if you don't know what that is, I encourage you to go to gspn.tv slash P-A-B-L, which stands for Pursuing a Balanced Life. But if you go there, you'll find out what the hashtag is all about. Anyway, if I do a search for that and I create a column, it syncs that information so that if I have if I have TweetDeck running on my desktop or on multiple desktops, that column that I created is synced so that it will show up on my it will also show up on my TweetDeck on my desktop. And same with groups. If I create a group of certain individuals within those that I follow, it will sync that information as well. And it's really neat. And you have the ability to say, listen, delete this column off of here. I don't want to look at it right now. And I'll say, do you want to delete it off of this server or do you want to delete it just off of here? It's got some good functionality, some features there. But here's the other thing I love. It, it does have both, well, actually, 
I recognize this after the fact. But let me just tell you, first of all, I, the, the first thing I looked at is can I sign in with my multiple accounts on TweetDeck for the iPhone? And yes, they have multiple accounts, which is awesome. Now, not only do they have multiple accounts, but they have the ability, just like in Tweety and, and all the other accounts or uh, applications that allow you to do this, but I could be reading a tweet on the timeline for, let's say, GSPN, and let's just say I want to respond to it, but I want to use my GSPN plus Twitter account. Well, all I do is I click reply, and it says this is going to be sent from you know this account, and you just click on that, and you change it to GSPN plus, and hit send, and it goes off. So it 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 really does incorporate this nicely. The other thing it does is re- for those of us who are on the Mac, you pro- you're probably familiar with Growl by now, which is a notification kind of service and it's so amazing for me just to think right now that all of a sudden i just know what growl is and i can explain it and it completely as soon as i say it i understand it completely and when i first got my mac everybody's like yeah you know what growl is you'll definitely need growl and i'm like what is growl and so thinking about the fact that this is a a podcast for the new mac user or those who are switchers or thinking about becoming switchers growl is a service that's a third-party application that basically integrates with tons of other applications. It's not made by Apple. It's made by a third party. But a lot of applications say, hey, I want to, if you've got Growl installed, I'm going to send all of our notifications over to here so that it'll pull up a little pop-up and it'll fade up and create a little sound if you want it to. It doesn't have to do a sound. You can turn that off. And it'll say, hey, you've got a message from so-and-so or, hey, this instant message just came in or, hey, this tweet just came in or whatever the case may be. And that's what Growl is. Well, this this little tweet deck kind of creates that sort of notification system inside of the iPhone application, which is really neat. So it'll it'll check you because you've got all of these columns open you know and 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 then all of a sudden it goes and it does a refresh of the api and it pulls in all these new things and you know it's got the at replies and the direct messages for gspn it's got the at replies and the direct messages for another account the at replies and direct messages from another account and it's got a couple twitter searches uh for hashtags and all of a sudden it pulls down it's got something in each of these places well instead of having to go and flip and side slide through all of these different uh, columns, you just click on here and it says you have you have 55 new updates and it'll say you have one uh, you have one mention on, or which is an at reply on G, on the GSPN account. You have one direct message on the GSPN plus and you have 13 new pound PABL search results updates and you have uh you know the, and we had PCO09 you have 50 some odd uh PCO9 uh which or PCO09 podcamp ohio 2009 hashtag and so and and what's neat is you go in and you say okay i see that and so you click on okay click on one dm message and it takes it and it flips it right to that column and you see it front and center and then you click on, okay, I need to see the two at replies, and you click it, and it k- takes you right to that column. And then you can browse through the at replies on those, or, or those search results that came in. And then you can click one little thing right there on that, that little bottom left-hand corner. It says, mark all as red. And it's really awesome. I really do like it. And I will tell you the one thing, the only thing that Tweety has over 
um, over TweetDeck right now is that Tweety does have the op- the ability for me to send out a, a, a new message and it will also send that out to ping.fm. Now, ping.fm is important to me. It is a service. It's another third-party service that allows me to post my status updates, not just to Twitter, but it also allows me to send my updates to Facebook, MySpace, Plurk, um, let's see, what is that? Friend Feed, uh, Plaxo, LinkedIn, and every other social network under the sun. And so that, I, I use that because, you know, no, I recognize that not everybody all uses the same social networks. Now, I personally only check Twitter and only check comments and replies from Twitter and, and Facebook uh, because I like to interact with people there and in our forum at gspn.tv slash forum. But I want to make sure that if anybody wants to find out what's going on and hear the updates and the, you know, the, the release of information regarding GSPN and other things that are going on over here in, in this little part of the world, then they're able to get that. And so I really, really wish ping.fm was accessible in TweetDeck. Now, because I started using TweetDeck on the iPhone, it gave me the opportunity to download the latest version of TweetDeck for the desktop. And oh my gosh, have they changed there as well. Of course, they've incorporated multiple accounts there, but they do it in a totally awesome way. And uh, if you are a big, huge, gigantic Twitter user like I am, this will, and, and you have multiple accounts, and sometimes you use, you want to s- send out like a blast message to everybody, it is amazing. You enter in all of your your um, accounts, and by the way, they also incorporate Facebook, so that you, whenever you you can, if you want to, you can click on Facebook in the in the account that it, your update's going to go to, and it will update Facebook for you, and so that's really awesome. And um, you can update all you have. I right now, I think in TweetDeck, I have like five different Twitter accounts or four different Twitter accounts and Facebook installed on the desktop. And what happens is, you know, if I hit reply on the thing, it'll automatically default. It'll turn on or highlight that account that I that where that original tweet came from so that it'll look as though and post as though the reply that I'm sending is coming from that same account. But as I said, if what if I wanted to instead choose my GSPN plus account so that every you know so that the 2000 some odd people following me on my GSPN so that I'm not flooding them with all of these at replies um, I can do that I, I can uncheck GSPN and I can check GSPN plus and and then it and it'll post my reply as coming from my that account really click quick very easy now if i want to let's just say send out a new update a new it's like hey everybody i just released this episode of the podcast you can get it now i can actually choose the gspn account and i can also click on facebook it's not one or the other i have the option of choosing both of them and hitting send and it sends it to both of them simultaneously now i also have stephanie's full-time mom twitter account installed and that's because when we go live, sometimes she'll ask me, will you send out a Twitter message for me? And now I could actually, if I wanted to, let's just say I had something that's like, I wanted as many people to see this as possible. So I want to send this, I want to send this one status update that says, come to this live show right now. I could click on GSPN and it highlights, GSPN plus and it highlights, Lost Fan Podcast and it highlights, Facebook and it highlights, 
and full-time mom and it highlights type in my 140 characters hit send and it updates all of those twitter accounts all at the same time i totally totally love that all righty so with that that is tweet deck for the iphone and totally awesome new information and and all of that and that's not even anything to do with the new release of iphone 3.0 now I want to next tell you about my initial reactions to the new iPhone 3.0 software um, for, you know, the operating system. And I really enjoy the upgrades. First of all, copy and paste. Can we say it's about time? And it works great. It it really does work great. And I'm very thankful that, it, that it's incorporated well. Let me just say I... Um, I really wish, however, I really wish, however, that all of my applications included the ability and functionality for this. For example, I have an application which is the entire NIV version of the Bible. And basically, I would love to be able to highlight it just like one scripture and I click on it, spread it out to the, to the range that I want and hit copy and then paste it into an email. And it doesn't have that functionality. I'm sure it's copyright issue and blah, 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 blah. But whatever. Come on. I really, really, really wish that they had that functionality in there. And uh, so somebody, Mardell is, uh, Jer- uh, Daryl is in the uh, chat room. He goes, <coughs> my smartphone could do copy paste years ago. <coughs> exactly. I won't tell you what all else my, I, my smartphone can do that yours can't, though. <laughs> Or maybe I will, uh, but seriously, there, there. I, I was at, I was at PodCamp Ohio this weekend. I think I mentioned that already once, but I'll mention it again. And there was one person, or actually, no, there were two people there with the Palm Pre. By the way, I had my hands on a Palm Pre. I am not jealous. Um, it is nice. I like it. Um, I just don't think it's, you know, I, I love the fact that it's competition for the iPhone. Uh, it's camera works pretty well. It does take video. Um, it, you know, it, it, it has a calendar. It, 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 I mean, it's a smartphone, but, and it has a, yeah, I know Daryl says he's just kidding around, but, uh, and he says, I have to confess that I finally am get, I am finally getting an iPhone. It's currently on order, but it's back ordered for two weeks. Okay, but anyway, they, so so the guy that has the pre, he he's you know showing it to me, and there obviously there's no applications really there for it. Uh, there was a Twitter application, and I think there was a Bright Kite application, but beyond that, um, not a whole lot there. And I just you know hopefully hopefully that'll turn around. Uh, it says somebody says they have 50 apps as of right now. Which, which I mean, hey, you know, 50 is better than nothing, but it's not a lot. And so hopefully, and, and not to mention the fact that, you know, when it comes to the iPhone, you know, I, gosh, I have 17 different options for, for uh, Twitter applications, you know, and, and it's, I, and I love that I have that many options because to be honest with you, it's, it, what I like most, not everybody likes. And, and for example, the guy who, uh, I believe it's a guy who programs the application for Tweety. He hates uh, or they hate the retweet format. And so it took forever for people to just cry out loud saying, listen, you've got the best application out there. But by golly, quit using via via so and so in parentheses at the end of the tweet. 
everybody's doing R capital R capital T colon space the at username and then the the message. I mean that that is the format. And this person in their in their forum, they're like, no, I really don't like that. I, I'm really against it. Blah blah blah. I'm not going to add it. And finally, they added it. And and so you know because there's so much competition, you know if 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 they're going to be hard nosed and and that didn't ever get changed. You know, it's it's easy for us to pick up and move somewhere else. And I love that about the iPhone. So anyway, so the Palm Pre, very cool, um, nice phone. I really do like it. Now, let me tell you, there were two people there with Google Android phones. They had identical phones. And they were, is is the word commiserating together? I mean, these two were having the biggest pity party. And, and they were trying to encourage one another and and they were showing each other that you know the 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 one application that'll do this and they're talking about you know the the $58 battery that that makes their phone you know four times thicker than my original Motorola brick phone that I had you know the big gigantic brick I mean it's like yeah I had I got this battery on an eBay and and sure it doesn't fit in my pocket anymore but by golly I can I can browse the internet all day long <laughs> and uh anyway it was it was just crazy and uh they, they really did they said you know i, I you know and, and they even admitted like you know what we really wish we would have got an iphone and but instead they had the uh the 3g or not the 3g but the uh the google android but yeah, but iPhone, I love it. So other other things that I want to talk about. There, first of all, um, where do I want to go for? I got all kinds of notes and show notes in here, so I'm going to go all over the place. Uh, one is there are a ton of new features, new changes in iPhone 3.0. Uh, I'm going to mention just a couple off the top of my head that I really enjoy. One, I love that they gave us 2x speed on podcasts. They've had this feature, I believe, for a long time on audiobooks. The only thing is, though, is your audiobook has to actually be labeled as an audiobook in the iTunes software. Now, if anybody knows how I can take an MP3 and tell and tell my iPhone that it's an audiobook, is it as simply as going in and changing the uh, the genre uh, is is there a way to do this? Because I have audiobooks that I would love to listen to at t- double speed, but they're just MP3 pl- files in a playlist. And ju- and if you go in there, there is no way for us to to go in and do that. So anyway, um, but podcasts, uh, there is the feature to listen to it in double speed. Now the one thing is is that it speeds it up. It they don't sound like chickmunks. It actually sounds pretty decent in fact i wonder if i can do this on the fly i think i can i'm going to pull up this is uh this week in tech and uh here it is in regular speed these guys have been shouting and screaming and yelling and they don't advertise much anymore and then the other problem is a lot of this okay and that so that was regular speed now what i'm going to do is i'm going to put in double speed and this is what it sounds like it's become outsourced so a lot of the products now are either made in china or the chinese and the chinese not that i want to generalize roger oh it's okay you've done it before <laughs> Is they don't advertise. What do they Japanese do? don't advertise much. They don't have a brand. I mean, um, can you think? Acer can you, does. Acer, there's a few Lenovo does. But you can't. But most of the big Taipei uh, manufacturers no. got no idea who they are. Asus is a, you know, they don't advertise much as HP for the same product. I don't know. 
They don't believe in advertising. They, you know, if you talk to the Chinese, I said this before, I'll say it again. You talk to a, any Chinese company about their uh, marketing scheme, they all say the exact same answer, best price. Well, they don't need to. I mean, people are going to come to them to buy, to manufacture stuff anyway. So why spend the money on advertising? Well, I mean, it's, I mean even when they have their own brands, that it would be a... Okay, so there you go. You can see that it is very intelligible, meaning that you can understand everything that they're saying. The only thing that I will say is that it's not quite double speed. It's like 1.5 speed, honestly, because what I did is I, I went to a podcast that only had 20 minutes left in it, and I started the timer, and I said, okay, I'm going to listen to it in double speed from here to the end, and I should be able to listen to the last 20, quote-unquote, 20 minutes of this podcast in 10 minutes. No, it took more like 14 minutes to actually listen to the last 20 minutes at double speed. So somebody's got their math wrong over there at... Apple, but still, it is nice to be able to listen to it at you know, even if it's only one point five, uh, the double the the speed. At least you're listening to the content quicker, and it's very helpful for me because I'm always out there on a daily basis, usually walking about five miles a day, and I like to listen to a lot of content and a lot of educational and informative uh, content. So. Anyway, so that's one of my features that I really enjoy about the new uh, 3.0 software. Another thing that I noticed that is very, very cool is uh, the mail application, something I haven't been using a lot lately on my iPhone. But I I did uh, go into the mail application. I learned that you can actually, uh, you know, how you can select a piece of text uh, and, and do copy and paste. Well, try this. Open up an email in your iPhone, and let's just say it's three or four paragraphs long, and it's got a big, ugly signature on it. But you want to respond, and the only thing you want to respond to is two sentences in the second paragraph. Well, go in, highlight those two sentences, just as though you were going to do copy and paste. But don't do copy and paste. Just highlight them, hit the reply button, and watch what happens. It's really cool. It will actually take and just... Uh, start you a new message, and it will just simply quote what you had highlighted. Now, mail pro- there have been mail programs that have done this for ages, but I love that they finally incorporated something like this even into the iPhone. In fact, I just learned that they have incorporated this into Gmail. It's one of the things in the lab settings under Gmail as well, so I'm really excited about that also. All right, now, there are, from what I understand, over 100 new features in the um in the uh 3.0 launch and i have a list of just tons and tons and tons of these features and if you go to uh gspn.tv/forum and you go to the help i got a mac session section look for the show notes for episode number 78 and you'll see the full list there. I'm definitely not going to go through all 100 and some odd uh, thing, things here. But if you now, here's what I'd like to do. What this is, this is the if if you guys would allow me to give you some homework, I would love to start hearing from you guys on a regular basis. There are more than 100 new features in the iPhone 3.0 release. I would love for you to take a look through that list and find at least one or two features that are there now that weren't there before and tell me how they are going to help you or what you like about them. Don't tell me about any that you don't think are going to be very useful or that you'll never use, but just tell me if you see anything that's new 
that you like. And if you want to call in live right now, feel free to do so. You, there's the phone number uh, for the in-studio calls. And also you can uh, send me a message on Skype right now. My Skype username is at the bottom of the chat room as well. And you can tell me right now some new features that you like, and we'll take those. But for those of you who are listening via podcast, uh, you can send in your feedback several different ways. One is to call us directly. If you have like a cell plan with unlimited long distance, give us a call at area code 859-759. Let me try that again. 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. Now, if you don't have unlimited long distance and you want to call us toll free, we'll pick up the bill. You just pick up the phone, dial 1-800-757-757. 1158. That's again, 1-800-757-1158. Now, there is another feature of the iPhone that you can use, and that is, of course, the new voice memo feature. And you can go in there, just open it up, start speaking, record your audio feedback. When you're done, there's an option at the bottom. You can email it right from your phone directly into us at feedback at gspn.tv. In fact, I believe that's how Wayne's voice feedback came in today, uh, which was very cool. All right, so lots of features there. I'd love to be hearing from you guys what you are enjoying. All right, moving back into my show notes for this episode. There, um, First of all, we talked uh, in the last episode of Help I Get a Mac about the fact that there was a new Java update I don't know about you guys, but and, and I saw a lot of people that had this problem where you went in to update and it says um, Java for Mac OS X 10.5 update 4 can't be installed. And of course, um, I put that into the show notes and I saw a bunch of other people uh, respond. And from what I understand is that you had to install something else first. Maybe it was Safari. Uh, and then once you install that, reboot your system and then do the update again. Eventually it works. I never got around to trying it again. I was, you know, it failed on both my MacBook, failed also on my, on my Mac mini. I decided to just let it go and, and wait until I, you know, feel like taking a look at that little bouncy thing that says, Hey, please update. And, uh, eventually I'll get that thing. It says, Cliff, do you have a link to the show notes? Uh, Yes, let me get you guys a link to the show notes for those of you who have shown up in the chat room since we started here. Let's uh, go here and then uh, and here. All right, so moving right along. um, Here is something that I heard about almost immediately. I think it was within the day after the release of iPhone 3.0. Now, I'm going to tell you, I cannot, will not accept any responsibility whatsoever from what you are about to hear. This is, this is, there, as far as I'm concerned, this is not something that Apple wants. This is not something that AT&T wants. And so with that being said, I'm just providing you information, things that I know from what I've been seeing online and may or may not have tested out on my own. But anyway, it was the next day uh, after they released the new software and I got an email from a friend or no, an instant message from a friend. I won't say I won't say who it was. And uh, they're saying jailbreaking, maybe. And it's like, no, I I didn't jailbreak. Uh, But I, I got a friend 
who sent me an instant message, and it, it, there's a link to it. It was a crunchgear.com uh, uh, post about some a method that you could use to enable tethering, to turn it on. And uh, basically, there was some, you know, there were a couple steps that you had to follow. You had to download a little uh, DMG file to your Mac and drag it over to your your iTunes, and then sync your phone, and and all of a sudden you are browsing. Uh, you you are uh, you plug in your thing, and you're using tethering. Well, I didn't do that. I I didn't want to take the chances with downloading some kind of software. You know, I was very conservative in my approach to that. However, I was at I was at PodCamp, and again, I will re, I refuse to give any names out, uh, and you'll never get it out of me. But anyway, there was somebody there, and they were talking at one of the sessions about how they were able to turn on tethering, not by installing anything, but or well, technically you're installing something, but just by simply visiting a website. Which, by the way. Not that I am suggesting that you do anything that I'm about to say, but if I were to pull out my iPhone and open up Safari right now, which I may or may not be doing, uh, and this is not being recorded in video. Uh, in fact, uh, basically, I you, if I were to do that hypothetically, I would clear out whatever web address is in there, and I would type in, or I'm sorry, I could type in HTTP colon slash slash help and that would be h-e-l-p and of course uh where's my auto correction when you need it so help and then ben b-e-n elmas and mary dot a-t all right so again this is something that i could hypothetically type in to the address bar in safari in my iphone Help dot Ben M as in Mary dot AT. And if I were to click note uh, or to click the go button again, and, and if, if it were to load a page there, I could go down and scroll to a, a certain spot where it says mobile configs. And then there's a little link next to where it says mobile or there might be a little link where it says next to mobile configs, a little button, a hyperlink where you could actually click download. And then, of course, it might possibly ask you what country you're in and what carrier you use. So you might be in the United States and you might be using AT&T. And if you click that, it'll say click here to download this new um, something or other. And if you were to click it, from what I understand... From what I'm hearing around out there, I understand that if you were to click it, it will install just a new little uh, carrier update and you take your little iPhone sync cable and you plug it into your MacBook. It'll automatically pull up your network preferences and it'll automatically do everything it needs to do. Uh, And you just click the apply button on your network preferences and then all of a sudden you'll notice that or you may notice possibly from what I understand that uh, your phone will say uh, tethering and it'll have this blue thing. And, and from what I understand, you could actually browse your um, browse on your MacBook or your Mac computer with no problems at all at 3G speeds of maybe 2 megs down and as much as 250K up. Again, just saying. 
All right. Anyway, moving right along. All right. Moving right along. Uh, comments from the post above. Uh, okay. Th- so there's some other notes. Well, actually, that's all I have. Really? Th- that's it. I thought I had more. Anyway. So uh, I'm liking it. No, I do. Actually, I do. I, I, I don't have this one in the show notes. I don't have this one in the show notes, but I want to talk about the feature that I was most excited about, and that is push, push notifications. They're here, they're here, they're here, but they're not here for the applications we want. Now, day one goes by. No no push notification apps. They got this great new feature, and nothing is available at launch, and it's not that the applications weren't there. They're all waiting for approval from Apple. And you know what? Nothing's coming out. And except for, I think they had one little cheesy application. Uh, and uh, a matter of fact, if you want to be able to find out, this is going to be something really cool. And I'm going to put this in the chat room right now. HTTP colon slash slash gspn.tv slash push apps. I'm going to ask you guys to do me a favor and retweet that thing out as much as you can. Tell people, you know, hey, are you looking for push notification applications? This is where you go, gspn.tv slash push apps. And uh, let's see, new app approvals is still running about eight days is what they're saying. And uh, it says, Freaky showed up before Cliff was actually done typing. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, oh, the stream runs behind a bit. Okay. So, oh, that's right. The the chat is actually running faster than than me talking because there's a little bit of a buffering thing going on there. Anyway, so right now there's quite a few applications that are running and I'm trying to think of which one of these. Oh, one of them was Umbrella. And and listen to the listen to the description here. An interesting take on a weather app. A push notification tells you when you should grab an umbrella. Come on. Do you really need that? Seriously? You need a push notification that tells you whether or not you should be in a, you need an umbrella? And I don't know about you guys, but hey, okay, that's great. It can tell me if rain's on its way. But when does it know if I even care? You know, what if I don't have any plans to leave the house? <clears throat> you know, or what if I've already left? It's like all of a sudden it's not it's kind of gray, but it's kind of nice. Sun shining a little bit, and then all of a sudden, halfway to work, it starts raining, and you get push notification. It says you might want to take a uh, umbrella to work today. What? Come on, seriously? Oh, another one that was approved just the day after launch. Pollen, pollen. Seriously, it says works only in the United King Kingdom. The app notifies you with push notifications when pollen levels reach a level that you're that you've specified ahead of time. Okay, I'm not against having the the tell me if it's going to rain outside before, you know, I'm not against pollen updates, but can we have a, a an instant messaging application with push notifications by golly? No, you can't. Not until like 2 or 3 days after the push notifications are available. Aim the AOL instant messaging program is the first application that became available with uh, that with the push notifications, I happen to believe, and this is my conspiracy theory. After I pause and take a drink, <sighs> that was good. My conspiracy theory is that everybody, 
had their act together. The the whole Beehive instant messaging application, the IM Plus application, and all these other applications. My guess is that AIM, the AOL instant messaging service application, just was running behind schedule on getting their things ready for push. And they held up all of these other things so that AIM could be first. And that's my conspiracy theory. The reason why... Is because I know that they worked, they allowed AIM to come in and develop an application and blah, 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 blah. That, but that's really, really what um, I have. Um, now, okay, they're saying what they want. I was going to say, is there really a Google Voice app that supports push? That would be awesome. You know, we could go on and on and on with the i the i wish list again but anyway finally aol instant messaging came out with a push notification version both free and the paid version the free version works just fine and um the only thing is is dg and i were connecting one the other day and dg was sending me messages i wasn't get getting them uh so i i I think it was a i think it was aim that wasn't working uh because the the his his notification or his uh, IMs from AIM were coming through fine on a, the IM Plus application. Kylie is asking, what is push? Okay. Imagine this. Okay. Here's the scenario. This is what push notifications are and why they are so important to us iPhone users. All right. We as iPhone users cannot run more than one application at a time. So, let me give you an example. If I am signed into an instant messaging program such as AOL, or I prefer one that would log me into AOL, MSN, Yahoo, and also um, Google Talk and, and whatever else is out there, I want to be logged into all of them at all times because all my different friends are on different networks. And so I want to be able to be accessible to those different folks on different networks. So the thing is, though, is that if I get a phone call, it immediately shuts down that application and it takes the call. Or let's just say I'm sitting there and my my iPhone is just sitting there and I, I leave it open and it's running the application and I'm available. But let's just say I'm listening to a playlist and all of a sudden it's it's at the last song and I want to go in and choose a different playlist or let's just say that um, I want to listen to a different podcast and so if, if I go to the I, the iPod or the uh, yeah the iPod application or the the music player application on the iPhone it shuts down that instant messaging program and 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 so therefore I it, it well the thing is is that no longer logs you off which is good they found a way to keep you showing as if you're online. So the, I'm really glad that they found the a way to get around that. So even though right now I'm technically not logged into AOL Instant Messenger, if you go in there and you do a search for Cliff EOTC and I, and you get approved for me to to show up on your list, you'll see that I'm currently showing as online and available, but I'm not. All right, my phone is my application is not running. I don't have any desktop application running any IM clients, but I show as I'm online. Now, the thing is, is without push notifications, you might send me a tech, you might send me an instant message, but I, there's no way for me to know that. And so we've all been kind of relegated down to SMS. You want to get in, 
you want to get in touch with me, send me an SMS because that's going to get through. Well, push notifications allow third-party app developers to send notifications to your phone directly from this special server that they've set up where it goes through your data plan and not through your SMS messages. So with that, with push notifications turned on, now, by the way, let's just use AIM because AIM does have this function and feature right now. If I have the AIM noti- or AIM application on and you send me an AIM uh, an AOL instant message, I I should receive a little bit of a, a, I should receive a little alert and I should get a little text box that pulls up with your notification in it. It'll happen in the same exact way as though it would be the same as if you were to send me a, an SMS message. So when you receive an SMS message and it, and it comes up with the little window and it shows the text and that is exactly how push notifications work, but it's not taking up your SMS messages. Uh, and this could be the end of SMS if if they get this thing up and they get it working right because eventually, and by the way, there is no Twitter applications that, that have made any claims to even be working on push notifications. But by the way, I'm going to tell you about something really neat and, and I'm going to veer all over the place here for just one second. And uh, I'm going to tell you uh, one of the other things that I like about the new 3.0 software since be- while, while I'm thinking about it is you can go into your settings. I forget where it's at, but if you, I went through all the different settings and see what's changed and what new options were in there. And you can finally turn off that reminder. You know when you get an SMS message and it, and it beeps and it shows up and it vibrates and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, if you don't go and check it and clear off that notification, it will actually remind you again in five minutes. You can turn that off now. I love that. I love that you can do that. Anyway, so back to um, the the Twitter thing. So none of these Twitter applications have been talking about this. But I want to tell you about IM Plus. IM, and it's just the letter I, the letter M, and then the, the plus symbol. And this application allows you to sign in to um, AOL, to MSN, to um, Yahoo, Google Talk, ICQ, um, and then if anybody's still using ICQ. And the other thing that it allows you to do, and I've, I personally have way too many people on Facebook. Like if I sign in, let me do it right now. I'm going to sign into Facebook real quick and turn on my chat, and I'll tell you how many people I have available to chat with at this time. It's just crazy. Uh, chat offline. So let me go in here and do options. Uh, there we go. Chat. I have 108 people available to chat with right now. And so on this little application, the IM Plus application, I I I don't install the Facebook one because that's just whoo overload. Anyway, so you can do Facebook. I think it also does MySpace. I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken. It also does Skype. Uh, one of the things that I recognize with Skype is that it didn't quite work the way that I thought it would or it wasn't working or uh, uh, John in the chat room says, I see who uh, it's I see Q and I'm not sure if you were just joking or not. But anyway, it's an old timey. It's an old timey instant messaging program, which uh, I won't go into that right now. Anyway, um, let's see here. Oh, yeah. he said. OK, he was just joking. All right. But anyway. 
the let me tell you a, 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 something about this IM Plus. I went and paid the five dollars and ninety nine cents, which by the way, that's half off its regular price because they they did a special you know ramping up to the launch of this push notification. So I think you can still get it for five ninety nine, and I think it's worth it. And it happens to be the one application now because, by the way, Beehive, which is spelled B E J I V E, it looks like Beehive, but it's actually Beehive. Uh, Beehive is an instant messaging program that has multiple accounts, uh, and it already has already has the uh, the notifications. And let me see something real quick. Uh, this just says yo. Ryan Cortot, if you are in the chat room and you're wanting to come into the the podcast here, please let me know and uh, in the chat room, and I will bring you in. I don't know if that's coming through Skype as a request to come into the show or if he's contacting me separately. But anyway, um, back to where I was talking about, which was what? Um, um, oh, but Beehive, or Beehive has has this push notification functionality already and there was no way of knowing whether you know should i buy that one or should i buy this i am plus or whatever the case may be i'm i'm glad i got um the the i am plus there's first of all there is already there is already something that i like about it they because they talk about some they have this other thing called push to email so right now, even though I don't have push notifications yet, which, by the way, it's just waiting for approval, Apple. Um, <laughs> Apple. But as soon as uh, – the thing is, is, as soon as I log off, if you were to send me an instant message then uh, via any of my clients, I get an email immediately uh, with, with the uh, text of your um, – of your instant message. And the other thing is, is I don't have to, let's just say I'm nowhere near, uh, let's just say I left my phone at home. I don't have an instant messaging application. I'm at a, uh, a cafe and I noticed I'm checking my email and I notice all of a sudden it's like, Hey, you've got an instant message notification from, uh, I am plus. And it's a, you know, somebody sent me an, I am via AOL or MSN or whatever the case may be. The cool thing is I can hit the reply button and I can just erase all the stuff that's already in there and, and respond back. And it sends it as an instant message back to them. That is classy. Now, here's the reason why, I, even though they don't have the approval yet from Apple, um, even though they don't have the approval yet, I love that I, I paid the money for IM Plus because guess what? It, my friends, are you listening? It will be the first Twitter application that will give you push notifications for your direct messages and your at replies. Did you hear that? I am plus will be the very first Twitter application that will give you push notifications to your iPhone. Anytime you receive a direct message or an at reply. And the reason I know that is because you can use IM Plus and you can go in and add your Twitter credentials and it shows all of your um, direct messages uh, just in the same way that it shows your uh, at, uh, your instant messages. It'll show you your direct messages and all your at replies that come into you. It'll even pull up your timeline if you click on it. And here's the thing. Right now, I'm already... Anytime you send, send me an at reply, just go out there and do at gspn 
and I will get an email notification, a push email notification from IM Plus that you just sent me an at, an at GSPN message. And so when they actually get the approval from Apple and I go in and update the software, what will happen is if I have push notifications turned on, it says that it will send all of those things that are coming in via email will be push notifications uh, that will display up on my iPhone. Or if I go in and to the settings on my phone and I turn push notifications off, they'll automatically know that and they'll continue to send those to me through the email. The other thing that I like is AOL Instant Messaging allows you to stay logged on for up to uh, up to 24 hours. The and I I don't know how long Beehive uh, will allow you to stay logged in, but IM Plus will keep you logged into all of your accounts for three days after exiting the program last. So, with all that, folks, that's a lot of me talking. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. And I just want to say thank you for listening to another episode of the Help I Got a Mac podcast. And want to let you know that Chris Biting should be back Monday evening with me in the studio at 7 p.m. Eastern time. I also have another very huge announcement. Uh, I was, I'm was i just going to leave it here for the end. For those of you who are still hanging out, still listening, uh, I've made a decision. I'm taking two of my shows here at gspn.tv and we are going to be syndicating these out over an internet radio station known as geeks radio uh they are getting ready they're doing some um shuffling of things around uh they're getting ready to take their radio station their internet station offline i think this coming week or within the next day or so and uh they're going to be launching it again i think at 12 o'clock after midnight on july 1st and uh, when it relaunches, we will be uh, syndicating the Help I Got a Mac show and the podcast Answer Man show um, between 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. Eastern time on either Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Um, I my first request was Tuesday afternoons, which means that that's for it's going to catch both um, the East Coast and the West Coast. Uh, during their busiest, you know, work hour streaming. So I'm not going to be able, I'm not going to get all the West Coasters before they go to lunch. And I'm going to get all the East Coasters after they come back to lunch. And uh, it, it's going to be huge for us. It's going to be a lot of great extra exposure. And uh, I'm going to be talking to the folks who are behind uh, Geeks uh, geekradio.fm or geeksradio.fm. Uh, on Podcast Answer Man in an upcoming episode very soon. So you can check that out. Anyway, um, I just want to say thank you guys for listening. And if you guys don't mind, I would love to have your support for this content that we're producing here. We're here all the time for you guys, trying to give you all the valuable information you need to make the best decisions when it comes to technologies, specifically here in this show, when it comes to um, getting the right Mac software, Apple iPhone stuff happening and and all that other good general technology stuff that we try to provide for you as well. If you enjoy this content, two things you can do. One, tell somebody else to go to helpigotamac.com. And number two, why not become a Plus member? If you're not a Plus member already, let me tell you, right now, during the summertime, is an excellent time to become a Plus member. Head over to gspn.tv slash plus gspn.tv slash plus for more information. 
You can feel free to email me any questions you have about it. Phone number here, 859-795-4067. Yes, that's the direct number, 859-795-4067. Or call us toll-free. Leave us your voicemail feedback, 1-800-757-1158. And, of course, if you've got that voice application, voice memo, email it to us, feedback at gspn.tv. Until next time, join the community.